my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to The Gratitude Diaries, a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, I'm Janice Kaplan. Thanks for joining me for more practical advice on how to be happier. Today's tip, take some time to organize a bookshelf. If this past week has left you feeling a little on edge, doing a simple task that combines action and thought could help you start feeling calmer and more grateful again. One simple task that usually works for me is organizing a bookshelf. It takes you away from the moment and into the greater and broader world of books, and the act of putting them on the shelf in the order you want gives you a sense of control, even if it's over something very small. A lot of us do most of our reading by Kindle these days, and organizing a digital library isn't particularly satisfying but you probably still do have some collection of physical books. One of my favorite essays ever is from the writer Anne Fadiman in her book from some years ago called Ex Libris. The first piece in the collection is called Marrying Libraries. She describes how the greatest milestone in her marriage was finally agreeing with her husband, also a writer, that they should merge their book collections. They had lived together and been married for many years, but as she put it, sharing a bed and future was child's play compared to sharing my copy of the complete poems of W.B. Yeats. And so they launched on their charming effort to organize their bookshelves together. When you're figuring out how to arrange your own bookshelves, it may not be quite so traumatic as their experience, but you might think about following some version of their plan. 
Her husband tended to toss books together in some happy clutter, while she preferred a rigidly organized system. So they agreed to start their collection together by sorting by topic, history, psychology, nature, travel, and so forth. She insisted on separating English and American literature, which may be a little bit over the top. And then there was discussion of whether the books within each category should be divided alphabetically or chronologically. Having books on shelves in an order that makes you happy is a joy and a reason for gratitude. The suburban house where my husband and I raised our children had one room that was an actual library with bookshelves that came out from the wall to the center of the room. We had hundreds of books, but I knew where every single one could be found. And the funny thing is that my kids did too. When we're looking for a book now in our newer house, we often agree that we knew exactly where it used to be in the old library. I had arranged those books by heart, and I mean that quite literally. It was the way I felt them in my heart. My collection of Henry James was next to my collection of Edith Wharton. And why not? James and Wharton were friends and contemporaries in real life, and I liked that they still got to hang out together on my shelf. And that is the pleasure of arranging a bookshelf. Make it so it means something to you. When my younger son recently moved into a new apartment, he proudly showed me how he had organized his bookshelves. He's a voracious reader, and he had every book that had ever won the Hugo Award for science fiction on one shelf and all the National Book Award winners on another shelf. He had read every one of those, so they meant something special to him. He also had a shelf of history. He'd been reading about the U.S. presidents, and he had those arranged chronologically from Washington onwards. If you look at photos on Instagram, you will see lots of bookshelves organized by color and height. I admit that as an author, that gives me the chills. It's not just the old line about not judging a book by its cover. It's the question of how do you ever find a book that way? I read a lot, but I can't say that I've ever thought, hmm, I'd like to read something with a yellow cover today. Some people arrange books alphabetically, either by title or author. The writer Susan Sontag once said that the idea of alphabetizing books set her teeth on edge. I couldn't put Pynchon next to Plato, she explained. It doesn't make sense. It is probably better to lump literature into categories, so all your Shakespeare books are together. If you love modern mysteries and thrillers, well, put all those together too. I'm sure Sherlock Holmes and Nero Wolfe will be very happy to be lined up near each other. If you don't have a lot of books in your home right now, you might actually start collecting some favorites. One study out of the University of Nevada found that children who grow up with books in their home go on to higher levels of education. And that's true no matter what the occupation or education of the parents. Professor Mariah Evans, who led the 20-year study, said that even having as few as 20 books in your home could be a benefit to your children. As she said, you get a lot of bang for your book. It's quite a good return on investment. Organizing those books in a way that brings you joy is also a good return on investment. It will make you grateful for all the books that have brought you happiness over the years and the ones that will continue to do so. It allows you to dip into other lives and other perspectives. And right now, that's more important than ever. 
The books on your shelf help you know that people have been searching to make sense of the world for a long time and that they have found many ways to frame and reframe the events that happen. If there are books that don't interest you anymore, certainly donate them. You don't have to keep every book you've ever read. But there's also no limit. As an author, maybe I'm biased, but I definitely think that you don't have much joy from having too many black tights, plastic food containers, and old shirts. But too many books can only add to your happiness, as long as you have them organized in a way that brings you joy. So today, plan to organize at least one bookshelf. Take the books down and let yourself feel grateful for the joy they bring, and then put them back very carefully in an order that fills your heart. Thanks for joining me. I'll be back with more ideas on how to add gratitude to your life and make every day a little brighter. The Gratitude Diaries is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite shows. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.